1: Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
0: Tigers, Tigers burning bright On hallowed turf a glorious sight What immortal hand or eye Could frame thy fearful symmetry
2: Now then, guys, welcome back to the next episode of what to do in your, G- I mean, to hold them back podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm joined. I'm, I'm back. That's a good thing. I'm joined by Will and Joel. <laughs> Will's the <laughs> approver of the, um, the intro there. We've got a nice, fun, happy podcast. We all knew why? it was coming. Why? Why? <laughs> why? Have we, why have we got a happy podcast, Joel?
3: I don't know. You have to tell us.
2: We only went and got promoted, didn't we?
3: Come on, Only
2: went Bank as well. So it was absolutely beautiful. If you have, if if you had the choice of getting promoted against Sunderland or Lincoln, I think we were choosing Lincoln every time. Um, absolutely, so it, it was it was nice to see the players dancing on Lincoln's pitch. I mean, it's a shame the fans weren't there to see it, but it what happened on the
0: Yeah,
2: it would have been uh, this season. Would have been a greater way day. It's been a shame that we haven't been able to go. But so we'll 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 crack on and talk about that Lincoln game then. I'm thinking. I didn't really want to do three good and three bad in this one, but 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 we'll we'll just we'll just talk about the game in this one because we want it to stay a nice happy episode. Do you want to
4: summarise the game for us, Will? Yeah, all right, I'll go for it. City, for the once in their damn life, decided to start a game superbly, which was a nice rare change from pace. Obviously, McGuinness smashing in the volley from a great cross from Coyle was about four minutes in, and City absolutely dominated that first half. I don't know how really they should have. They should have had more, and there was a couple of penalty shots in there that could have been arguable penalty, particularly the second one on McGuinness. The second half, different team turned up, but even when they equalised, we still we managed to weather that storm a bit. And fucking the jungle cat himself, Tom. It, Eves. it was
2: yeah. It, 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 I'm happy that Tom Eaves was one of the direct contributors to to us getting promoted. It's his profits moment. He, yeah. He's, you know, we, we all know he hasn't been the best in, in City colours, but the fact that when you look back in history, when they look back at this game, Tom Eves is the one who goes down to win the, the winning penalty, and he wanted to take it. Yeah, he did. Wilkes, Wilkes had to fight for that penalty because he, he wanted to be the one who sealed it, but, you know, what? imagine if Eves would have
4: took it and missed. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I'm joking. glad Wilkes took it. Nothing against yeah. Tom. I think mean, Tom probably, probably could have scored, but Wilkes was fucking cold as ice.
2: Yeah, I think he would have scored it. It's just, the, you know, the chance of... If he if the, if the worst happened and he missed yeah, it... Yeah, could have had
4: flashbacks to that 2012-2013 when Prashvitz, the penalty at the end, and cocked it up.
2: Yeah, when I mean, we all wanted him to win and, and, and get his confidence back up and somehow managers could mess it up. But he didn't.
4: Wilkes took it.
2: And Wilkes never looked like missing it, to be fair, did he? What did you think of the game, Joel?
3: Well, in the bits that I did see, because the stream wasn't very good for me, but um, we did seem that we... We kind of saw it out. We managed to get the result, which is the most important thing. Performance was just a second nature, really. If it was a good performance, then great. If it's a bad performance, but we get the three points, which was why it was like yesterday, then it's it's the best thing that we um, we could have had, really, because now we're up and now we can focus on trying to win this title. But um, I, think, yeah. I think we can forgive you for
2: not watching it properly. You was at Pearson's Bar, weren't
3: you? Yeah, <laughs> celebrating promotion at Pearson's Bar. I wish I was there. I watched it in the
2: living room with me. Living and, and, uh, well, sometimes life takes you places, Joe. we we'll just, you know, I've always wanted to come back. It's just convincing the missus, isn't it? We all know as men that that's impossible. But here we are. So. <laughs>
3: um,
2: I thought it was a good game. Um, I really, really wanted us to to start strongly. Like we've just said, it was important that we didn't go behind in this game, like we have done in recent matches. I thought the first half we should have been out of sight by half time. McGinnis um, missed a good header just before he scored we had a I think the the one the, the penalty claim on McGinnis was a stonewall penalty I don't know we didn't get that one but I think we're all tired of you know criticizing refs at this level but yeah we, we were fully in control that first half I think I remember seeing the stats at about 38 minutes and we'd had we'd had nine or ten shots to Lincoln's one so you know you can't be good just for being in in the lead at half time but like we say we came out a completely different side in the second half. I think losing Honeyman did, was a big contributor to that, though. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we, we lost our rhythm. I I, I, I want to say about that, though, did anybody else think that the substitution that was made at that time was a bit weird?
4: It was the wrong like, one. Would in you not have just switched town.
2: Honeyman yeah. Crowley?
4: Well, it yeah. paid off in the end, but at the time, surely Crowley would have been a better choice.
2: Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was listening to, well, we were watching it in the first half, and the, Fletch said that, Beck was warming up in case Honeyman needed to go off. I remember sitting there and thinking, why? Because like Alfie Jones and, and Greaves are, are fine in there. Slater's fine in the CDM role. So if you take Honeyman off, you're either pushing Slater up the pitch where he's less effective, or you put in um, Alfie Jones up the pitch where he's less effective. It, I just couldn't. I couldn't figure it out. Me, it was. It was. I just think that was a contributing factor to how we started to receive a bit of pressure for a prolonged period of time because the, the whole rhythm and the shape just went off. I think. Obviously it worked out well in the end, but we did we did weather the storm for a bit in that second half. Towards yeah. the last fifteen, twenty minutes of the game, I thought we we re, regained control again. It just ended up being an end-to-end, didn't it? When um, White came we and didn't...
4: we started getting back in control.
2: Yeah, I do like Gavin White.
4: Um, are we signing?
2: Yeah, I think we'll get on to that in the a little bit later on in the episode about who we should sign and whatnot. But yeah, it was a very good game. So who should we go to for our first three good? I'm thinking Joel.
3: So Good point would we'll probably be. I'm going to take a cop out and say just getting promoted. It's a good point. I no, think I'll it's cop out. But yeah, uh, just, just getting over the line. It's taken the pressure off of us now and we'll put it on Peterborough to get their job done, which could work in our favour when they play on Tuesday, I think, against Doncaster. And if, if they do lose that game, it gives us a chance at the weekend to win the league against Wigan, which is hopefully going to happen. A second positive. <sighs> It's hard to think of them when you're uh, when you're watching the game in those little bits and not really paying much attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> How are you struggling for positives in a game we've just got promoted from? Matt? Yeah, come I'm up. thinking that as well. Oh, I usually positive. I'm usually really positive even when things are bad as well. So I don't know. What, don't know what's up. I honestly, I honestly can't think of specific ones. We'll tag Will in.
2: We'll come back to you, Joe. We'll tag Will in. Will your turn?
3: Grant, Grant McCann. Can't believe I'm
4: saying this shit. Grant McCann. I was completely against him at the start of the season. I until even till about February time, I was still wasn't didn't really want him round. But the way the form has turned round since that loss to Ipswich, what was it? Is it 13 unbeaten? 14 unbeaten. Just, just. Um, and the way the team the team just looks so much happier, so much more of a well knit squad than it did last season. And I think obviously the players will always get a bit of credit, but I think Grant McCann deserves a lot of credit, even with all the stick he's had. For myself, as one of those people, um, and I think he does deserve. Now, do think he does deserve another shot at the championship, um, to try and right the wrongs of. Well, he's he's halfway to righting the wrongs of last season, and he's got us straight back up. Just want to see what he can do when he's in the championship again.
2: Yeah, I'll take that. Have you got any others?
4: And then Josh McGinnis again. I said this is the third game in a row I've given him as a good point. He's just so fucking good up front. his finishing. is just so good.
2: Yeah, quite right, sir. I think McGinnis has been this well a massive, massive part of the form that we've been in lately, and and the overall form of this season. You you think back to when you know he got COVID and, and really struggled. That if we'd have perhaps kept McGinnis fully fit in that period and not missed him out, we might not have had that bad run. Because I just think that the way what he offers the team is more than just the the hold up ability that he's got. His his like. Almost captain-like style where, he, you know, he, he single-handedly pulls players through a game. He, he makes sure that the heads are up. He's shouting at everyone. I just think he's been invaluable this season. I think he's been... I actually tagged third tier earlier. They wanted some stats up from some some players on teams. And I asked for McGinnis's because I just think he's been, in the grand scheme of the league, a bit underrated in terms of, you know, how good a player he has been. Because, you know, 17 goals and he's probably got at least six or seven assists. That's just from memory. So his stats got to be quite impressive. So, yeah, I'll take that one. Uh, What's you said?
4: i I'm going to cop out as well again. The, the squad in general, just even the ones I don't play every week, just for just for the promotion as a whole, cop out answer.
2: No, right, yeah, I'll take that. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll I'm, t- to I'm still I'm too
4: just... sort of happy to have properly analysed the game, to be honest. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm disappointed <laughs> in you both. I'm just going to throw that
3: out there, OK? I don't care. Um... I've got one.
1: I've
3: got one more. Go on then, Joel. I'm going to mention, I swear it was Jacob Greaves anyway that um, was just throwing his body in front of everything. Like when Lincoln were on the front 40, I saw him make a few good tackles and just, just generally just stop Lincoln from being able to get at Ingram one-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. We've
2: an, at least you've got two out of here. Have you, have you got a third or are we coming back to you No.
4: no. i come I'll back to it the fourth.
2: It's three, Will care, yeah, because George, Honeyman's, that I George Honeyman's
4: Freddie Mercury impression deserves to be acknowledged. <laughs>
2: that, yeah, but that's that's, that's post-match. And I mean, we yeah. all know that for me, and that doesn't need mentioning. My three then. My first one is is the same as yours, Will. It's McCann. I've already put a, a a blog post out admitting that he deserves a lot of credit at the minute because he got a lot of shit uh, January, February time, especially December time with Graves at uh, KLP's contract saga, etc. We have thrown a lot of criticism. I think at the time it was probably merited, but you know, yeah. when, when when someone's you know when someone deserves criticism, they also deserve praise when when things are going well. Um, and I think that 13 games unbeaten since that Ipswich debacle is, is is no mean feat in this league. You know, we've we've come past teams like Peterborough and uh, Fleetwood and Sunderland, Lincoln, and we've not lost. So it's kudos to his resilience, I think, because you know he's. Even from the press, he gets a grill in from Benzie quite regularly. I think the, the way that he's managed to filter out all of that negativity and, and re-enthuse this team and, into what they've become is is testament to him as a manager. And for me, earning promotion has given him a clean sleep. I think that, you know, we shouldn't have gone down last season. Absolutely not. It was, you know, we can't forget how bad that capitulation was. Mm. But we also can't forget how well we've done this year. It's in an easy league to go off. look at Ipswich, look at Sunderland, look at Portsmouth. Team struggle down here, and to the, the way that we've done it first time is is quite impressive. So, yeah, kudos to Grant McCann. done very well, and
3: Can i hoping on that, that...
2: Yeah, go for
3: it. Grant McCann, I've noticed that he stopped using social media around about February time, which was when he our did. good form started yeah. towards the end of February. Do you think that could be a factor? that is That he's got in, getting himself away from the negativity and he's able to just focus on his job. And he's, he does seem in interviews he's a lot more calm, he's a lot happier... Yeah, I don't yeah. Know if that's
2: um, something you've noticed. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't know that he'd stopped using social media to be fair because he's, he he blocked me because I used McCann out as a hashtag at one point.
3: I didn't say anything,
2: I didn't attack him personally or out. I just used the McCann out hashtag at one point and he blocked me for it. So I d I didn't know that he'd um, stopped using social media, but that is probably a, a very big factor. I think it's because it's not easy, is it, to, you know, filter out some of the hate that you get online. Hmm. I mean, even after winning games, people asking for his head and that. I mean
4: there was people yesterday still asking for his head on side, and It's like, we've just got fucking promoted. What is wrong with you? Fans
3: for it. Yeah,
4: fans
2: yeah
3: the,
2: the, the point scoring is a bit silly, in it? Because it's like, you know, your first part of thought when you get promoted is to, you know, call out a section of the fan base that had a different view to you. It was just daft. But yeah, no, I, that, that, that definitely would be a big point, I imagine. Probably it's all these players to use it less as well. You know, just focus on your games, focus on your positivity and your own performances and don't listen to the fans, you know, for mm. fair play. I don't think managers should have social media anyway. I think they're putting themselves in a, under a lot of pressure doing something like that. Yeah. My mm. second positive would be the squad's character because I think if you think back to us last season or even earlier in this season, if we conceded first or if we were pegged back, we tended to, you know, struggle for the rest of the game. But this this season, especially late in this last, you know, in, in the last few games, even if we go one nil down or we go one nil up and they bring it back to one all, we still look like we're going to win. And watching it, you still feel like we could win or bring it back, um, which is polar opposite to you know how we felt this time twelve months ago, where we would concede in the first three minutes of a game and it be game over. Mm-hmm. But this side, their, their desire to win and their enthusiasm to play for the share. I mean, you look at players like Greg Doherty, George Huyman. Louis Coyle, they're running non-stop for 90 minutes every game. And it's very rare that someone like Docky gets subbed off. And if you look at the ground, he covers every gate. And he plays like 95, 96 minutes every week. It's mad. Their, their, their desire to win games and, and to prove themselves, I think, is just one of the biggest positives of this season and probably why we've gone up. And then my third good would be Grant McC- not Grant McCann, uh, Josh McGinnis. Because he's just... Like I mentioned on your point, Will, he's just he's invaluable, I think, in terms of adding to our play style and, and his, the effect that he has on his teammates and the support he does. He is almost captain-like in what he does. And I just think that the way that he can spare the squad on and, and, and single-handedly drag us through games sometimes, especially through the rougher patches, um, using his experience around the younger lads. I think he's been very, very, very impressive. And I think that he's probably going to be quite underrated in... In when you look at it, player of the season, etc., but his his influence has been um, a big big factor. I think we managed to get three out of us
3: all, did we? Are we still waiting for one for Joel? Or are we skipping you? Ah, uh, just uh, grab my can. There we go. There's my third. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not I'm not elaborating. There you go. Yeah, fair play.
2: So if we can manage to find three areas to improve, should we say? Don't want to be bad. How about we'll go to Will first this time.
4: I have really, really got one for this game because we there isn't really much to talk about negatively. We either start a first half awfully or we start a second half awfully. And this week, or this game, I should say it was the second half. And I think that partly came down to at the time dodgy choice tactically to swap out honeymoon. Which if he was injured, that's fair enough. And obviously he was on a booking. He was he was getting a bit lively in the game, and I could have seen him getting sent off to be honest if he kept going. I understand taking off Honeyman, but I thought that bringing on Burke for Honeyman was an unusual one. I thought Crowley would have been a better choice to keep that sort of more, more attacking flow in the game rather than taking off your main linchpin in the attack, you know, going forward for a defender. And for a while, it looked like it was a complete mistake because pretty much for that, Lincoln were all of a city. Um, and it wasn't until he brought on Crowley and White about 20 minutes later that we started to get back into it when we when he brought on some fresh attacking legs. So if there is a negative, it's there's the, the 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 tactical choices at this you know at time when we're one 0 up to what made it look like we was holding on for a one 0 when we shouldn't have been. We should have been trying to kill the game off. But in the end, it doesn't matter anyway because we won. So
2: yeah, that's fair enough. Have you got any job?
3: Not really. There's nothing unless I'm being really, really picky. There's not really much I can say negative about the game, apart from what Will said about they starting the second half off a bit sluggishly. But yeah, uh, yeah nothing really. Unless I'm unless I'm going to be picky about it. Do you want me to be picky about it?
2: Be as picky as you want mate. If, well, if you if you want to say if you want to say no bad because of the fact that this is a a, a promotion episode. Be my guest. It's up to you.
3: Well. It would just be the overall performance of Wilkes, apart from his penalty. That's the only thing i pick out. He was a little bit quiet again, but you can't complain too much because he, he scored the penalty, so it <laughs> makes up for in my book.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I struggled, to be fair, when I realised that obviously we are going to be doing an episode post the Lincoln game. One of my bads was the defending for their goal. I thought it was absolutely terrible. Um, I don't know how big centre-half, can run into the six yard box at the far post completely unmarked to do a side foot volley into the roof of the net. When I don't know if we marked zonally or man marking, I can't I can't quite. was out. marking him and he got
4: they just lost him in like a, a bit of a shuffle.
2: Yeah, so it's just you know poor defending at set pieces like that can can sometimes cost you a game. So letting Lincoln back into the game with a bit of bit of schoolboy defending was 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 quite annoying. You know when you're trying to soak up pressure, it, it sort of gave them the impetus to, to carry on after that.
4: Uh, I would also say to the slight other negative, but it's not its not really about either team. It's, I thought the ref was a bit crap again. We were very stop yeah. star, very card happy for both teams, and we should have had a penalty in the first half for that foul on McGuinness. There was two penalty challenges, but I wasn't sure about the first one, but the second one right at the half-time was definitely a penalty.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, I think that was more of a penalty than the Tom Eaves one.
4: I actually think you? probably not, yeah. got
2: the, i think I think we got the Tom Eaves one because he didn't give the McGuinness one. Refs are weird like that, aren't they? they? sometimes try and give you one if, if they feel like they fucked up. Even but, yeah, because I think Eves was backing into that defender. I thought that was quite a soft pen. I mean, it, it's a foul, I think, somewhere else on the pitch. It's one of them that you wouldn't have been asked either way, but in the box, when you concede a penalty for it, I can imagine Lincoln were probably quite annoyed, but we got it, we scored. That's the important thing. We'll take, we'll take a bit of a look from referees, considering how, how bad they've been lately. But, yeah, no, I'll take that. Trying to think of another negative. Yeah, Wilkes. Was has been quiet for I think the last few weeks, but as we've said before, and um, we'll probably say it again, Wilkes is one of them who can have 88 minutes of being a passenger and then do one thing and win you the game. Or, you know, like last week, he the only two things he probably did in the game was two assists. <laughs> you know, we, we got a point because of it. That this week he stepped up and he took the penalty, which speaks volumes about his character and his desire to win the game and take, you know, shoulder the responsibility. He did that. So, yeah, like I, I get why it's hard to say Wilkes. Well, his overall performance, his consistency game by game probably needs to improve if we're going to, you know, kick on in the championship because he's, he is literally, that's his only stumbling block, I think, from becoming a top, top player is maybe his attitude or his, his, um, his decision making and his consistency needs to improve a little bit. But like we say, he's a game winner. So you don't mind it sometimes. Uh, a third, the fact that we can't attend. Yes. It's it was choice. absolutely heartbreaking seeing them celebrate on the pitch and knowing that that away end would have been absolutely ram Oh, I would have
4: been there, um, definitely. It,
2: it, it, was, it would have been such a good away day. This season would have been such a good season to, to, to have been to a few away grounds. And it was, it was a shame to see them celebrate in front of an empty stadium. Actually, on that, I saw someone post something before. Do you guys think the fact that fans didn't attend helped us this season?
4: At the start of the yeah.
2: season, yeah. Because, obviously, we all know that, you know, with the, the boycotts and the, the the anti-ownership, the attendance has been falling year by year and the atmosphere's flat enough in the ground for the fans that do attend. Do you think that maybe, like, you know, last season when things weren't going well and the, the fans in the stadium weren't really backing the team, you know, I attended only two home games, I think, last season, and that was Brentford and Leeds, which we got hammered in them both. <laughs> so, like... There isn't much encouragement from the fans. I think it definitely makes it easier for the away side because, you know, you haven't got the intimidation like you usually do. But also with, like, influencing referees' decisions, maybe getting on players' backs when we're not playing so well. Because I can imagine if we'd have attended that game when Lincoln went 1-1 and we weren't playing so well, uh, and then, you know, a couple of soppy passes afterwards, we'd we'd probably have started moaning a bit, which could have resulted in a different different result in the end of the day. But yeah, I thought it was a weird one and one worth mentioning and talking about because obviously we all want to attend, but maybe the fact that because of our situation the last few years, it's been more of a positive that we've, we've had a year off to sort of, you know, realise how much we missed the game and want to come back sort of thing. So when the fans do come back in, it'll probably be a lot more positive. So why do you think it was more positive at the beginning of the season, Will?
4: I think it was a good thing at the start of the season because McCann had only just had that run and if fans were there, knowing he'd been kept on, that have been calling for his head constantly for the entire game. I think because as the season's gone on, we've been near the top, I think a lot of fans wouldn't have been doing that as much. And at this point, I don't think you'd, you'd barely be hearing it at this point, if at all. I think at the start of the season, it could have had a negative effect because the negativity around McCann was so much by universal. But as the season's gone on, that negativity sort of disappeared. And I think if you had fans there now, or even a couple of games ago, you'd barely hear it. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're a
2: member, John, so you, out of all of us three, have been the one that would have been there. Yeah. What, what's your
3: thoughts on it? I think, as, as Will said, it would have been a positive at the start of the season. But if the fans were there at the end of last season, I don't think McCann would still be manager.
0: I think we would have got
3: rid of him. There'd have been too many protests and just fans just aggravated with the way we were playing towards the end of last season. I don't think he would have lasted. So it's a positive in a sense with fans not being there that he's been able to get us back up. But for me, it's not the start of the season. It's that run in January into February where we lost a few games against the likes of Burton and MK Dons. I think that's when the pressure would be on. And I think it'd be a downward spiral from there. I think it'd just keep going and going and going. But not having the fans there, there's no not as much pressure to get back on form. And I think that that's one of the main reasons why we're now 13 unbeaten.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I always look to say, if, if we were probably attending and we'd seen a few games where we were, we were struggling to get shots on target and we lost 1-0 home to Ipswich, which we probably wouldn't have gone on the run that we did, pretty much agreeing with both of you and what you're saying. Because obviously, you know, we're, we're all fans, we're all passionate when we attend, when it's not going well, the atmosphere tends to reflect that. When you are doing well, it's the same thing. So, you know, probably not having the fans at home ground just helped to sort of stay a bit more solid and, and, and kick on to this comeback mentality that we've had lately, as opposed to, you know, being stuck in a rut, whereas the toxicity from last season probably would have been carried over. So probably a season off was better for the club, not, not, as, not as good for us who want to attend. Especially if you away ground six this season. But um, yeah, I mean, it, if it's helped be a contributing factor to us going up, then fair enough. You know, we're there. We've done it. First time of asking, so it's brilliant. Home.
0: This is the best trip I've ever been
2: So, next port call then, after that, is obviously uh, the only thing left to play for for us is the title. We've already sealed promotion, the only team to do so. Peterborough are in a very good position to finalise their promotion. Do they play midweek?
4: They do against Doncaster.
2: Yeah. And we're wearing we Don a
4: well, anyway.
2: Donny Donny's form's fallen off the cliff, hasn't it? So, going off form, then they should probably seal it. And then it's going to be a straight shootout between. Us and posh for the title. Weighing up our chances for it, then. So obviously looking at the other teams' run-ins, I haven't actually checked who Peterborough have got next, but I'm aware that you two know. Um so, so they've got Doncaster and
4: Lincoln, and, and then Doncaster again. Yeah. Right. They've got a game in hand on us. We're four points clear of them.
2: Yeah. So if they win their game in hand midweek, that puts them a point behind us. We've got Wigan and Charlton to play. They've yep. got
4: Lincoln and Doncaster to play. It'd be a tough
2: one. What what do we think then? What's our predictions? I've got you first, Will. What's going to happen?
4: We're going to win the title. Yes. Says with such surety. I do feel feel a lot more confident about it because Charlton (laughs) lost to Peterborough yesterday. And I think because they... I think if they kept their form going, I'd maybe be a little bit more concerned about the Charlton game. But because they have been broken, I feel a bit better about it.
2: yeah. I think I'm, I'm I'm quite concerned more of the fact that the teams we've got left is Wigan and Charlton, who have both got ex City ties. Will Keane is in scoring form for Wigan, and that concerns me greatly.
4: Well, <laughs> w- Wigan are currently four points off the drop, so if they get a win against us, they're safe. Yeah, um, so they're going to go for it. They're going to go for it, absolutely. But they, they are in a good position even if they don't win. But all those teams like I think Rochdale have won like three on the bounce, and Northampton yeah. won the other day. I mean, Wigan obviously in a great run and so Wimbledon so all the teams at the bottom are on a really good run so they need to keep it's up with them
2: really. It will be interesting. I think um, obviously Charlton with, with Adkins as well a nice guy but I think he's going to want to want to spoil the pie. Um, <laughs> Peterborough want him to spoil the pie. What's
3: your predictions on it Joel? What's going to happen? Bro in the league. Um, what? <laughs> put that middle finger down Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it all depends on their game with Lincoln. If they beat Lincoln, I think they'll win the league, it providing we beat Wigan. Just because we've got Charlton, they are, there's the Atkins' ties there, we don't want to beat us. Whereas Peterborough have got Doncaster, and we all know Doncaster. They've gone from being, what, two points behind us with a couple of games in hand, giving it all the Billy big bollocks, and then they're now 26 behind us. So... <laughs> Yeah, they've completely slipped off. I can just see Peter beating them twice in the next few, like next couple of weeks. So yeah, unfortunately, I'm, I hope I'm wrong, but I think Peter going to win the league. No, you are wrong, Joe. So we'll just,
4: we'll leave that one there.
2: You're, you're, you're the pessimist of this episode. Yeah, I will. I will I mean...
4: say it all. Also, all depends on how pissed the players are at Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> Did didn't Wigan's actual
2: account was it a fan account or Wigan's actual account where they said, "Oh, make sure you guys fan keep account. celebrating because." Was it a fan account?
4: Yeah, my real account also thinks the same, to be fair. They probably do. It's a weird one, I think, because we're playing two teams
2: that are quite in form. I mean, it's easy to forget that we're 13 unbeaten and we're top of the form table as well. So, you know, on on the grand scheme of things, you'd assume the momentum would carry us through both the games. I think Wigan's the biggest banana skin. I've got more faith in us beating Charlton. Because it's away, I think we're much, much better Mm. away from home. I think we're going to win the league purely on the basis of what I saw from Lincoln. They're a good team. I think Pierre will struggle against Lincoln, I think, because, I mean, that Morgan Rogers. I thought Torres a new one for at least 15 minutes straight. I don't know who he's on loan from, but I definitely wouldn't mind going in for him next season as, as, as another arrow to the quiver because I just thought he was absolutely amazing. But Lincoln looked good. They've got the team that carried them to the top of the league at one point back. You know, they've suffered with injuries Mm. they're going to want to finish in form because it's looking like they're going to be in the playoffs now. unless uh, I don't, Can they actually finish second, Lincoln?
4: They still can, I still yeah. believe. But there are 10 points behind Peterborough, but they've got a game in hand on Peterborough. So, yeah. Lincoln so if they win the game there, in hand
2: and then beat Peterborough, it gets interesting.
4: Lincoln can get 12 points, Peterborough can get nine. So they can catch him up, but if Peterborough even get, I think, another point there, for the rest of the season, they can't catch him up.
2: Yeah. I mean, it all comes down to, you know, if we win our two games, we win the league. So I like I like, I like the fact that McCann's had this ethos. I know it's all an old football cliche when they say, you know, take it a game at a time. But I think the, from watching you know, us, we do take it a game at a time. I don't think you can go on a, on, a, on a beat and run like what we've done by, you know, looking forward at future games or what other teams are doing. We we take it game by game. We look at, you know, what what threats they have, what we need to do. And we focus on our game. If 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 we play even to 75% against Wigan, I think that we should still win. I know they're in form, but, you know, the desire in the team and the interviews that I've seen from this team, they want to win the league. I think they'll go out there and they'll they'll beat Wigan. I think if we beat Wigan, it's pretty much a formality. You know, not if, but when. Charlton, last game, can, given what Peterborough's result was midweek and, and what they do on the weekend when we play Wigan, it'll put pressure on them. If we're ahead of them, you know, they've got to better our results. So... Our goal difference has been very, very important throughout the season. We, you know, we've got, I think, like we're the highest
4: scorers in the league on 77 goals. Great defence as well. Correct.
2: And the best defence. So, you know, we're, we're, what, what reason do we have to be thinking that we won't win the league? You know, we're 13 unbeaten. Best best attack, best defence. We've got to go in and say we win the league, haven't we?
4: Absolutely. Yeah. I want to see us win the league. I've not seen us do it. Last I, time I, we I league, England won the World Cup, so we have to win the league. Yeah, and that. the Yeomans are there. If we if we win the league, then
2: England are winning the Euros again, aren't they, sir? So, oh,
4: you know? yeah. oh, no. <laughs>
2: might I have gone a bridge that. too far there. We've got a reason for optimism, all right? Yes. Jacob Green mm-hmm. should be in England defence. <laughs> I
4: assume as um, he had gone ahead, he
2: might have been. So we've got, me and Will think we'll win the league. Joel's boring and said that we'll, we'll, Peterborough will win it. Um, I'm not boring, I'm realistic. Realistic. We're in the driving seat. Yeah, but it's still realistic. <laughs> well, it's a possibility, but it's it's, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I don't think there's anything else really to cover, is there? I mean, there is a, quite an interesting race on for top scorer at our club now. McGinnis on 17, Wilkes on 19 in the league, Definitely, is it? In the league, yeah. So McGinnis needs three goals and Wilkes not to score in the last two. Given McGuinness' form and Wilkes' his form lately, it's uh, I... not...
4: Not done. I said last episode, I think he'll overtake him, and I still think that. Yeah. Yeah. That's
2: a, big, that's a big call. I think Wilkes' penalty might have just edged it for him.
4: Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, if McGinnis had still been on the pitch, he'd have been taking that penalty, wouldn't
2: he? Yeah. Yeah, and then it would have been very interesting, a goal behind but the two If he'd left. been on the
4: pitch, he's wouldn't have won it, so... Wilkes will score another hat trick against Wigan and just
2: just seal it. He'll just be teasing McGinnis. That's why he's uh, been
4: playing a little bit
2: a little bit quietly.
4: He's he's, he's
2: dangling that carrot there for for what he wrote on his match ball. Um, A little bit of payback. Uh, I don't think there's really anything else we can cover. Obviously, we're delighted to be back in the championship. What 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 do we think a realistic aim is to be doing next year? Survive. Yes. I'm glad you both said that. (laughs) I've seen a lot of (laughs) firsts. Top six. I just think that's a bit daft. Uh,
4: who said that? I mean, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love to go up again, but this team is not prepared for anything like that just yeah.
2: <laughs> I know, it, I know, it's a bad example, but if you go on the fans forum, man, there's a few saying we should do back to back. Don't use
4: the fans forum as a. <laughs> for teams, have it, teams have done it. So teams have done it. Teams have done it.
3: Out of the question, is it? It's not, it's, of not, them, it's not the
4: question, but I do think this team it needs a couple of bits. And at this moment, he doesn't have them. So until yeah. I see Speak, those... Speaking of bits that we need, what do we need, Will? You've put me in the fucking spot there because I don't know what to say to that. Who said it? I think we need another striker. As great as McGinnis yes. is, we need another striker because he needs a better backup than Eves. <laughs> I would say we need maybe someone... If he's not going to ever play Max Clark, we need another left back. Like
2: we've got Fleming.
4: Oh, you yeah, Fleming. I forgot about Fleming. He's been out for so long.
2: But I, I would he rather does. us retain Clark and send Fleming alone.
4: Yes, I would. I would rather us at least give Fleming, if King Clark a chance. He might get a chance now we're up.
2: I think promotion allows us to retain a few players that we probably wouldn't have been able to do if we stayed down. Yeah, it does. Alfie Jones um, would be one of them. Alfie Jones, definitely, yeah.
4: Yeah, some of the like signings I'm, I'd like us to make are a lot of the loans that we've currently got and making them pay
2: Yeah, so, (laughs) speaking of loan signings, right. (laughs) Akiba Delican, obviously got sent back in January. Would you take him back?
4: No. No, not now. I liked Delican looking back. I know I slated him a lot of the time. Um, Looking back, I like it. Um, But we got a better replacement in White. I'd rather sign White. White.
2: Yeah. I believe that I read that the loan agreement we have with White allows us to have a buyout if we want in the summer.
3: Am I I right? I don't know. I've no idea, but,
2: but I hope that's true. I because I know the Cardiff fans are quite annoyed and they want him back.
3: But I if f- we've got
2: a stipulation in the agreement that, that we can buy him out for a certain price, then they haven't really got much choice, have they? And I, I think
3: Brown would want to keep him as well. I think Mick McCarthy um, said in an interview something about why he will be back in the summer depending on what happens our end. So I think it, the ball is now. If we want him, we can have him.
2: Yeah. I mean I think White offers us something different to Wilkes and KLP. And it is I think he is just as effective as either of them. And the fact that he can play on either side and still be quite dangerous. I think it will be very, very important to have as part of the squad next season, especially if we're, you know, imminent scoring goals to keep us in the league. You know, if Wilkes gets an injury, if KLP gets an injury, for White to step in, I just think it would be just as good. Man. Yeah. So I would like us to see uh, to sign White.
3: Dan Crowley? Where are we standing on Dan Crowley? I don't think we should sign him because it doesn't fit our system and it's going to be a waste of wages to have him at the club when we could sign someone who plays similarly to Honeyman or another winger on top of White. So we've got four wingers because James Scott, he needs to go out on loan, I think. So try and get in some sort of another winger just as either a squad player or someone to push Wilkes and Lewis Potter for that starting position. What about you, Will?
4: It's a weird one because he'd be just based not on, on ability. Absolutely. I would want to sign him. But as Joe said, he doesn't fit the formation that Graham wants to play. He doesn't fit the style of football Graham wants to play, which is such a shame because I think he's a really good footballer and I'd love to keep him. But I think, it, as he said, maybe we're better suited on getting another player in the mold of Honeyman or Doherty. Well, we have been re- linked with Kyle Dempsey,
2: who Matt from Jill's in the Blood. I asked him about him, and he's basically a very similar player to Honeyman, except for he's got a bit more goal threat about him. Um, Something with Eves. He's got, yeah. That's <laughs> a player swap. We'll, we'll swap him for Eves. Uh, but he's got eight goals from midfield this season, and he was a very good player for Fleetwood before he went to Dillingham. So.
3: Did he reject us in the summer, or did we reject him, Kyle Dempsey? Um, I swear we were linked with him last summer, and then we didn't we him, yeah.
2: instead. I mean, Docky has been absolutely fantastic, so I can't. If we if we got that him instead, awesome. but I'm not I'm not too I'm not too unhappy now. But yeah, we it's a weird. Really yeah, it is a weird one with Crowley because, like we say, we all know he's got fantastic ability. Um, he isn't as box to box as Honeyman is. We know that, but I think he offers more going forward than Honeyman does. Not in the sense of obviously Honeyman's great set pieces and etc. But if you take the set pieces out of Honeyman's game, Crowley would be probably a better player to play to break defences apart with that, you know, cutting-edge pass or something. But like we say, we it leaves us weaker in defence. He doesn't have the player. energy that
4: Honeyman has.
2: I wouldn't be bothered if we signed him or if we didn't. Yeah. Is my stance on it. If we sign him, fair play. He's a very good player. We all know what he can do. But if we don't sign him, I could understand why not. So, yeah, that'd be a weird one and an interesting one to keep your eye on. If we are actually after Cal Dempsey, I'd like that one to go through. Uh, another one we've been linked with, Spanish winger. I know nothing about him. I'm not, not going to pretend to know anything about him. Claudio Gomez, League Two. Has anybody seen anything on him?
3: No. No.
2: Apparently he's had, uh, having a very, very good season. Um, lots of goals, lots of assists. Um, very exciting. Percy, skillful. You know, what I mean, it's you know, people people point to the fact that he's in League Two, as, as they tend to do. Here's another one that's linked. Like I said, I'm I'm not I'm not going to say much on him because I'd, I've never seen him play. <laughs> so I've, I'm not going to pretend. No idea, yeah. Um I'm trying to think. I'm
4: sure. So there was another learner you haven't mentioned actually in the form of Regan Slater. Yes. Now he's out of contract in summer. Am I right? Yes. But well, you would imagine if United want to maybe keep hold of him now they've gone back down.
2: Yeah. Well, it, that with, that, with them getting relegated, it'll be a case of what players they retain after relegation, I would imagine. Because he he obviously wasn't anywhere near looking in that squad. So I know he's a big Sheffield United fan and that, so it probably comes down to whether he, he wants to play games or not. If Sheffield if United offer him a contract and say, you're definitely playing this season, then I think it's there's there's, there's no kind of chance that we're getting him. But if we say, if Sheffield United offer him another contract and say, but you're going to be a squad player, and then we put an offer on the table that says, you know, you're going to play a similar role to, the, to you did this season, you know, the bench maybe, starting 11, given injury, I think he'd come here. And I'd take him.
3: I was just going to say, looking at the players Sheffield United have in that position, they've got John Lundstrom who's leaving, they've got Ollie Norwood, and they've got Sander Berg who probably will leave as well if a bid comes in for him. I can't think if there's anyone else that actually plays in that position. So if he wants to sign that new contract, I think he will play. Yeah. Yeah, he's one that I
4: think I would like to keep, but I think... Because of Chevy and I going down, like as Joel said, losing a probably going to lose a few players. I think he's one that they'll want to keep hold of.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been. It, I've I've been very impressed with him lately. I thought he, he actually was one of the best performers of the first half. I Thought he played very well. He was. Um, he's definitely more suited to that defensive midfield role than he is anywhere more advanced. He just maybe where he lacks for Alfie Jones and Smallwood's um, strengths is that they're a bit more physical. You know, he's, he's a lot smaller and a lot lighter.
4: Um, he is, but, he's like Honeyman almost in the defensive midfield.
2: Yeah, but then you can turn that around and say that that's positive that Jones and Smallwood don't have, is that he's a bit pacier. He can cut passing lanes a bit quicker and sort of sweep up chances that, you know, if, if, if Slater's tracking back, trying to get behind the exploited space where our fullback would usually be, you'd you'd rather have Slater running back covering than, than Smallwood or Jones, probably because Jones got... Ran around for pace a couple of times in that second half by Rodgers. I think he, he was quite happy that we managed to regain control of that game. But yeah, I mean, realistically, looking at the squad, there isn't much places I, I, I wouldn't improve. I think the starting eleven that we've got is more than good enough to stay up. We could do with a, a bit more covering, you know, some some areas, maybe like we say, a strike. Do we really believe that Eves has got the ability to be in the championship? It's just not really worked for him here, has it? be interesting to see how McGuinness does. Um, is uh, this next go at the Championship now that he's fully bred into the system um, and had a good year behind him. Wilkes showed flashes in the Championship last time. KLP, same. They'll have full seasons to have a go at this time. Dockey, I think, is more than capable. Honeyman, if he continues his form from this season, is more than capable. Alfie Jones is brilliant. We need to sign him on, definitely. Uh, Coyle and Emmanuel, there's, I think they're just they're both great. I wouldn't mind who started between either of them. Elder and Clark on the other side, same thing. Maybe centre back wise, you know, Greaves is still young. Championship might prove to be a bit too much for him, but to see him step up and play well, it'll be interesting to see how well he does. Reese Beck, I think sometimes has questions asked defensively. Um, his focus as well and his passing, and that he tends to give the ball away quite often. But like we say, he's still only mid 20s any he's Beck, so he's got time to improve. Yeah.
3: And we're going to mention our players that are out on loan at the minute. You mean Big Jordy? Well, we've got more would than you, just would, him would, would, yeah. would you
2: take Jordy Device back? No. No. So you just sell him, yeah?
4: Yeah, I'd sell him. Yeah. I don't think he fits into McCann's plans now. I, I think he'd just be fitting him in but where... He was,
2: but he was good the first half
4: of last season. Yeah, that was now a season and a half um... ago.
2: <laughs> yeah, but <well, laughs> maybe... I was putting him down this season as to being similar to what like Yelovich did with us when we got relegated. Is that I'm too big for this league. I'm not going to try.
3: But then we don't want players like that in our team because he'll just down us if we start struggling again.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. I mean, the what backup have we've got, Sha- Sean McLaughlin, I think is more than able to stand up. Yeah, we 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 have got able body replacements there, I think we've got a-, a lot of cover. I'd like, like we said, I'd like to see Scott go on loan. I just don't think he's he's in a position to play regularly enough to to build his confidence up at the moment. He needs to he needs to maybe drop a league or go back to Scotland for a season and get his confidence back.
3: Maybe um, him back to Motherwell, where he where he was yeah. when we standing.
2: No, yeah, that'd be a good call. I'm trying to think who else is out on loan at the moment. Uh, Billy Chadwick has
3: come nice, back. Chadwick,
4: I think he'll go back on loan again next season. Even we're back in the because I think if we'd stay down, he might have actually maybe appeared next season more often, but. Because we've back Would up you job, rather have me?
2: Chadwick as your backup striker to Eves then? Would you rather yes. get rid of Eves and keep Chadwick?
4: Yeah, I would. No. Um,
2: I'm just trying to think.
4: I would personally. I'd send him out alone to lead too. Yeah,
2: I mean we've got yeah. some um, youth players as well that I think are knocking on the door. I think of the likes of
4: Salem. We might send out players like Flores, who's only just fucking got here, um, Festus Arfa, You know them sort of players. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm more, I'm more than willing to, to believe in that McCann's got the system and the personnel that he wants at the moment. He'll know where to, to improve. He's on a clean slate for me. I think he'll be um, pushing up towards mid-table. I think next season should be the aim. But um, I'd, I'd take 19th, 18th if, if it was offered to us. I just don't want us That's to go straight back.
3: No.
2: So, um, other than that, I don't think there's anything else.
3: Is there anything you guys want to add? We have been linked with another striker called Dion Charles, who we haven't mentioned from Accrington. He's quite young, possibly a Tommy's replacement there. If we can get rid of Eves, will anybody want to buy him? Oh, no, I think
4: I think Eves, I think there'll be plenty of people in the lower leagues who go for Eves because he's got he's still got he may not have done well here, but he's still got a reputation for scoring goals in the lower leagues. Yeah, he's got 14
2: two seasons for Gillingham, didn't he? So he's. It's, there is a player there. I just don't think he fits our system.
4: No, I don't.
2: I think when you watch, when you watch McGinnis and Eves play, McGinnis does so well because he stays central. He'll, he'll hold the ball up and he plays out wide. My biggest criticism of Eves is that when he plays, he, he runs too much. If anything, he's over-enthusiastic. He runs onto the wings. So then when he receives the ball, there's no one in the middle for him to give the ball to. And he's like pretty much under the winger's feet. And I think, you just get in the box that one time he was in the box, like against Gillingham, he scores, because someone's put the ball in for him, but you can't do that if he's the one on the on the wing, I just think that maybe this system doesn't suit him he probably needs to be alongside another striker I, I'm more than willing to let him have another chance next season, as backup striker I think, you know, he has, he has had quite a bad run with some injuries and that, so um, maybe a season where he can gain a bit of momentum and offer a bit more, we might see the best of him, but like we say, it's not really happened for him yet. Tends to happen with us and strikers, doesn't it?
4: Um, yeah. Anything else? Have we missed anything? No, I think so. But then get fucking me and we're back in the Championship.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hope all the City fans enjoyed themselves yesterday. I certainly did. I know, I know a lot of people did. It's nice to have a bit of positivity back at the club. It's nice to see more of the fans pulling in the same direction in terms of the management as well, me, myself included. I think... The only thing left we've got to do then is I'm going to do another shout out to FIFA Factory. Uh, before I forget, I am back in the FIFA Factory. So you'll probably see me um, post a few of the tables, the results, um, etc. If any of you want to know more about it, then do head over to our Twitter handle or Matt or Rich's. FIFA Factories is usually mentioned on on ours. It is, it is such a different experience for FIFA, especially at the moment now that Team of the Season is out. Um, and i feel like ultimate team dies at this point um and you want to just relax and play fifa and have fun and um, then you can do so because it's on the 90s overall you know you've got the same standard of teams you are in a league system you can get promoted and relegated so you've got that exciting factor about it doing an ultimate player which i believe is a similar concept to the one from ufc the ultimate fighter so each team nominates a player to play against them and you you know, you've got two like team captains. They pick a team. They pick a team. You play each other, etc., and knock each other out. So that one's quite complicated, but it's very entertaining. And then we've also got um, the Fan Hub partnership. Um, is always worth a mention. Very good app. Will get even better next season if fans are allowed back in because you can actually earn more score in terms of checking into games. They've added fan shares. So if you have got fan hub, if you you know people use your golden ticket or you check into away games and stuff like that, I think um adds towards the fan shares, which you can eventually redeem for money. So, you know, that they're giving back to the fans, which is the whole point of the app, getting off the big monetized corporation apps that don't really cover the lower leagues. And like I said, there's some great content in there. wearing their in there, Tigers, Tigers, blah, blah, blah. They've got the Babel match reports. There's no whole daily mail, so that's always a positive. <laughs> It's a very good app. You'll see us up there at the tables and, and positions like that. I believe I'm still in front of Will and Luke, so that's always fun. Joel's nowhere to be seen in the top ten, so he's not even worth mentioning.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> worth mentioning, though, is I've got to get it in there while I can. But yeah, It's a uh, very fun been. app. You can predict your teams, you can read stuff all in your club and you can see opposition clubs' um, news as well, um, see their perspective on our games. That's always interesting. Uh, but other than that, I think that's everything covered. Promotion sealed, the title aiming, two games left. Let's hope that with the next episode we're, we're on the brink of the title and we can be predicting the, the final score and, and who's going to win the, the league for us. If there's nothing else left from you guys, then I think we're finished. Yeah. So cheers for listening, guys, and be sure to catch us next time. Thank you. Cheers. cheers.